Here we go. Test, test. All right. We're going into the fortress. Yeah, we're going in deep. Listen to this over here. That's my pager. Yeah, 1990 just called. Said, hey, damn. That's my pager going off. You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. Today, we have a couple special guests that are going to talk to us today uh, about the life of a developer. And I've titled this uh, podcast as a series. And the title is Fixing Problems Will Never End. And typically, if you're in the business of being a developer, uh, that one will touch you. So welcome, uh, gentlemen. Today, I have with me Jesse Koska and Rob Stanfield. Hey, this is Jesse. Robert. Jesse's got his crazy voice on. What do you mean? Okay, there it is. He's normal Jesse back. Oh, yeah. Well. All right. So before we get started, um, you know, just kind of a little tee up. I appreciate you guys taking some time to do a podcast. Uh, this is one um, where I feel like it. I want it to be a little um, something that the the listeners that might be thinking about technology, uh, typically younger people, or you know, my goal is to help um, young people that might be thinking about being a developer. But before we get started, one question that I've had in my mind, and I've been around you guys for going on 20 years now, because that's been my life is just at one point, it was just myself and developers that were, you know, fixing problems for, um, you know, one vertical business or, or the next is what's the difference between a developer and a vampire? Um, I guess one sucks blood. One sucks blood. Yeah. Okay. Do do um, do you sleep? Not not likely. Okay. So I'm depends done. on if I'm in the middle of a problem. <laughs> okay. You I'm know? done with the crazy questions. I just want to see how you react to the it's crazy about a, stuff. It's about obsession, man. And I guess vampires would probably be very obsessed. You know. Um. You know they need the blood. Okay. So. so there's differences, but there's similarities between vampires and developers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. You don't see a vampire sleep, so uh, there can be sleeplessness and having a busy brain. So, Jesse, how, brain. how many years have you been developing, writing code? Like in the and and before you answer the question, I got to tell you, one of the most respected professions that I see out there that I've worked closely with, and you know, I've worked with legal, accountant, operational, salespeople, developers, but I, I got to tell you, one of the hardest things to be. Uh, to me as a developer, because you're constantly in a uh, real developers. And I know there are developers out there that, you know, call themselves, but I'm talking about people that write code, deal with operational teams that give them things to do that you deliver exactly what they're asking for. And then they come back to you and tell them that's not exactly what that you wanted. And so you've had to take this physical product that you've built and you have to dismantle it, which is twice the work and it's demeaning. I'm talking about those developers. How many years have you been writing code and dealing in that world? Uh, 15, 16 years. And how'd you get started? Um, I was a graphic designer. And uh, at the time, I was working for a guy who ran his whole business in a three ring binder uh, in the early 2000s. And I was like, you know, I've dabbled a little bit in this. Uh, uh, I think we could take your business and really like make it automated if we just put it into the computer. And oh, so beautiful. I just started so writing you, a website for uh, So you identified it. And, and I find that, you know, the vampire analogy aside, a real analogy that I find in life working for the last 20 years alongside you, 
uh, you know, or, or, or developer, right, guys writing code, is that they're typically like mechanics. They're mechanically, you know, inclined or minded. Is that is that a right assumption? Yep. Yeah, I would say. I mean, dude, when I was five years old, uh, it was like, okay, so the keyboard, like the musical keyboard gift I got for Christmas was way cool. But, like, what's inside of this? Like, how does this work? Okay. And you just have this yearning to just find out. Take it apart, see what's inside it, just Dude. the mechanics of it, yeah. more than the awesomeness of what it creates. <laughs> Even if it's at the risk of breaking it. You're oh, just yeah. like, I don't care. I, I need to know. I need to know what's so inside So for it. young people out there that are thinking about technology that might have those same type of, and I'll call them gifts, and I, and I can remember taking things apart, right, the speak and spell oh, yeah. that you dismantle. And it's yeah. like, wow, they're just little lights and, you know, to a circuit board, and what makes those go off? And so for the young people that are out there that are listening that have those types of tendencies, uh, you know, you know my thoughts on college today mm -hmm. uh, and the belief that um, everybody, we're gearing everybody towards a college degree and we're not talking about the strengths that people have that might be better suited, you know, in a technology environment or in, or even in a, uh, you know, physical labor environment or a trade professional where it's an electrician or a plumber, et cetera. But the, you know, so for the youth and the young listeners out there, people thinking that they're in tech, you know, that they maybe want to be in technology or in development, that's usually a correlation, right, is being mechanically skilled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're really uh, paying attention to a lot of details. You got to love details, you know. Um, you know, it's one thing if you're, you know, just doing a simple, uh, you know, I don't know, swap a part on a car or something from the seventies, you know, no big deal. But if you really want to get in there and know how every part works, why it was made, uh, why it was shaped or, you know, thought of in, in that way, then you're looking at, you know, being able to probably maybe do this kind of, you know, in awesome. your life. So, and hey. Rob, how about you? How many years, what, how many years have you been in the trenches and actually writing code? 10 to 15 years. 10 to 15 years. I started years. in okay. uh, high school. Okay. As a part-time job. Oh, great. And then I went to college um, for a year, and then I decided I already knew a lot of the stuff that I needed to know, so I just got a job, didn't want to be in debt. So Nice, nice. And and so in high school, you had the drive to get the job. Is that something your parents wanted you to do? Is that something you found on your own? or? Well, I needed gas money, and it okay. was a lot more competition doing the normal like. I needed money, therefore, let's get a job. Yep. And, and you did it in IT, and you found that you loved this career? Well, didn't yeah. you tell me that, uh, Rob, didn't you tell me that uh, you, like, went to McDonald's or went to the fast food place, went to the whatever, or Staples or something to get a job? Exactly. But there was just too many kids that wanted jobs there. And in the IT world, there's the particular area I lived in, there wasn't a lot of um, people that were qualified to do those jobs. Okay, so great. And that it, drew it, you to it. It gave me an opportunity to take that job. That's brilliant. Yep. That's brilliant. Well, I've had the honor, uh, obviously, of, of you working for the thatsus.com parent company um, and doing development across our brands and, and our software products. So I appreciate uh, starting off the series. The, um, you know, one of the things that I believe that make this job difficult, and I'd like to talk about kind of some of the the war stories. And when I let off talking about, I mean, the real coders, not the guys, it's like, you know, the word entrepreneur is very sexy today. And the word being a developer is very sexy today. And I think there are a lot of people that carry those titles that don't really deal with, you know, what it takes to, to carry that title. And to me, a developer, 
I mean, I, you know, we have so many things that happen in technology. I, you know, you lose sight of when you're in the business of building software, you never get to put your hands on something material. And, and I, and I, my, my soul kind of yearns for <clears throat> a product that you can touch and everything being in the virtual world, you know, the magic that, that makes all that happen are the weekends, the emergencies, the disasters, uh, you know, scalability of, of the servers, the, just the grind of being over a keyboard and kind of being exhaustive with all your senses, your eyes, your having to have your mind glued into what you're doing. Um, you know, what, what can you guys add to that? I mean, what, tell us about the, you know, the things, what do you hate about this job? You know, what I hate about it is, is definitely that it's what I love about it. You know, um, I love getting obsessed about an idea. I love getting in there. I love making it work. I love seeing something start to finish, uh, in a big robust way, end up panning out and, and working amazing at the same time. It's like, you know, to really be good at it, you've got to really stay closely like linked to it and you've got to like give it your all. So it's like kind of like the rest of your life does kind of just fade away. But that's the reason why at four o'clock in the afternoon, I almost like, you know, don't care. I, I, oh, it's four o'clock already. Uh, like the day's almost over and yeah. I didn't even realize time existed. So know? that brings up a good point. So are there such a things as developers who are socialites as well? Yeah, right? You guys know the mystique, thing, right? That's you, one thing that I've been thinking about for the last five minutes is like there's all kinds of needs for development. It's just like a human body has all these different cells in it. And, yeah, they all got to be legitimate cells, uh, cells, you know, to operate your body. But the thing is, is every cell has a different need or job. For me, um, I really care about how the whole organism works. I really care about how people are interacting uh, as a devs. So it's culture. Uh, you know, for me, I, it's like if the team isn't working well together, then then our we're we're doing all this for nothing. Yeah, and so it's culture. Me, a know, lot of a lot of it's culture for you guys, right? The right. You know, I know other devs. You know, they're a lot more. They're just quiet. They don't care about that angle. They want just their computer and nobody else. And just let me solve problems for you all day. And sure. that's that. You know. Sure. And so you know. Yeah, there's, and I, there's all I different kinds, and, you know? and when I asked you two to be on this program, I thought I, I would take two guys that were uniquely different, right, personalities. But I see you guys out there on the basketball court. I see you guys interacting. I see you guys in a culture that allows you to kind of take a break from the keyboard and and the madness of right bugs and maintenance and all the things that come with this business. Yeah, you know, I don't know. As as a leader, you know, I like to think of uh, things a little bit more like, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake because, dude, we're all humans and, you know, computers are perfect. And, yes, our goal is to make this absolutely undeniably perfect. But, you know, but then my guys underneath me at times aren't like that at all. They're like, perfection must be always. I can't live unless it's perfect and I Ooh, hate I love everything. That attitude. You know? And so it's like the push and the pull just brings a balance to make stability. Yeah, I call that obsessive you and know? obsession. Yeah. I and I and I love that word obsess. Yeah. The Rob, do you have any horror stories? Like have you ever worked with anybody or for anybody? Now you can't you can't say you Man. Matt. Or, or you could, right? There's probably been some horror stories. And you could share one if they were here. But do you have any horror stories? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Okay, maybe not. It can't be about me. Okay. Can't be, it can't be about Jesse and it can't be about me. But do you have horror stories, you know, outside of Jesse and I? James' names to protect the innocent. We put Rob on the spot. Well, um, not really horror stories, but uh, we have had 
situations where um, developers couldn't agree on, they couldn't con- come to a consensus on what, where to take the company. Okay. Um, so because of that, it created this toxic culture and it ended up uh, making the company um, not not progress at all. Insolvent is the ultimate yeah, word, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the times where I've been around that kind of environment, it's just like, dude. So it, you guys have both get... witnessed this. The, you guys have both witnessed being inside a culture where the developers couldn't come to a consensus on something and it destroyed the technology side of it? Yep, yep. Absolutely. Really? It's, no a, it's a very big catch-22 in so the industry. What, so what happens? There's not a leader that can make a decision to... Well, the problem is there's multiple people that want to be the leader. And because of that... Who's their leader? That's who the hammer should fall on, right? And why, yeah. why, you know, there's always got to be somebody that can make a final decision. Well, well, there's the guy that is the leader. But okay. then there's these other guys that everyone looks up to and respects. Okay, so gotcha, gotcha. It's it's very it's a very so we're weird back to culture. Well, you yeah. look at it and it's like okay, if everybody's uh, Formula One racing, right? Everyone on the team has such big responsibilities for their team alone. The sub team on the car, just about the gotcha. wheels, just about the gas, the fuel. And so when you have the key guy in charge of it, he's got this dilemma when his gas team just revolts on him. You know, and, yeah. and says, you know, well, which we might don't... be the servers or server oh, administration yeah. or whatever. And so he can't just fire them. I, I've got to tell you, I'm burning about. So I've been in this business for 20 years. We've been building software and, you know, I've scaled from maybe a couple developers to to many and, and, and of teams. So what um, why hasn't it happened here for 20 years? What I mean, you I, know, I this is obvi- I... this is obviously me reaching for a plug, but that's not what I want it to be about. I just, uh, you know, I want to learn something from this because I didn't realize that I would get the same horror story that a culture implodes the technology department. That's, that's crazy to me. I think we've had times of it here. I mean, to be honest with you. Yep. And so my whole Stressful. endeavor with being here at, with your guys' company is just flat out. I don't want that to be, I yep. want everybody uh, in unity as best as possible. If that's a problem for you, then mm-hmm. hit the road. You know what I would do if that happened back there is I would come in and the guy that was screaming the loudest, I'd have to uh, reverse suplex that guy in the technology department. No, you know, right. well, how, no, however it works. That's why I only hire smaller developers than me, by the <laughs> way. Just in case you guys ever try to overthrow the throne, I can get back there and at least get two or three of you. No, no, you, you just got the passion. You woke my passion up in my heart because that's my, you know, that's my deal. You know, everybody needs to work at their best. And I know. Able to I, make the wanna, team I never have any of you guys quit. I've always got to, I've got to. <laughs> Reverse suplex somebody out the front doors. So, you so, know, you do your best because... You I'm know, happy to hear that is, you do, is, you is, get, is you've got what I'm a, trying you, to say. You know, I, I figure it's like raising kids to a degree. You got all these wills. You yeah. Know? You got <laughs> yeah. all these wills in the room and you got to make it so that they kind of all work together. Yeah, that's awesome. The uh, And it is true. It is. And, and, you know, it's funny you speak to the culture because I one of the things I preach is, is that work's great, right? And we don't celebrate our victories enough. However, if you don't take the time off for yourself and your family oh, yeah. and the people you want to be around, anything you do will burn you out. And it, coding is way beyond just doing anything in life. And it, and it is stressful. And that's what I want this podcast series to be about is 
I'm going to be bringing in other developers. I'll be mixing and matching you guys into other teams of podcasts. But hopefully for the listeners out there and, and the young people that might be thinking about technology, you're going to hear some of the things that people might not necessarily always be honest about. And I thought some of these real stories uh, could benefit you. Uh, anything uh, you guys want to add? When, when you were talking earlier about what was the worst aspect of programming. And for me, um, the best thing is the puzzles that you're solving. But it's also the worst problem because sometimes the puzzles that you're solving have, hasn't been done before because it's for a specific business purpose. Um, and How often do you run into that? Not very often not because very often. of my experience. But Okay. Um, so as a new developer, you're saying that it's like constantly trying to figure out puzzles that always don't have all the yeah. pieces and you have to create some of those pieces. Sometimes you have to connect Holy the dots. Holy shit, that's a great analogy. Dude, that was perfect. That's a, good, that's a great analogy. Appreciate it. And the you. thing is you have to go out there and find this information um, online and then connect all the dots. It, it's So if you go to college or something and you learn how to use a binary tree or whatever, sure. like sure, you, you might be smart and you can solve algorithm, algorithms or whatever. Right. But you need you need to be able to connect those dots um, right. to the the company's needs, yeah. and you need to be able to communicate with everyone in the company to. You know, it's bring funny. It all together. You, it's funny you bring that up because I think that's a very nice way of a conversation that I have find myself having daily with people, and sometimes I have to get to the point where I'm like, stop. Right, just stop for one second because here's what I need you to do: the hardest thing in the world to do. I need you to do it with me right now. I need you to think, right? And that, that was a very nice way of saying that. And, and it's true. I find myself just in a world where I'm constantly asking myself, what made them do that and if, if they would just stop and think? And it is tough. And, it you know, in a world where we're kind of reactionary every day and we're, uh, you know, going through life, we're consuming content and we're in the daily grind of doing the things that you guys do and the things that I do, is that sometimes it's hard because you realize you have to strategically think through something like a task. And when you're taking your job seriously, no matter what it is, coding, sales, et cetera, marketing, accounting, operations, um, human resources, you have to stop sometimes and think, and that's a tough thing for people to do. Yeah. You can't just like stay in a pattern just because it's worked before, you know, and get in a rut basically, uh, especially with development because it's just so much is changing and you've, you just, you just got to find all the holes in the bucket. It's not just about the biggest hole in the bucket. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I can feel that. Yeah, good. Well, the, the, both of you guys, this is your first podcast other than screwing around in here with me and listening to cool songs. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you both today again, Jesse Koska and Rob Stanfield with thatsus.com. Uh, we appreciate both of you and uh, we'll have you back here in the near future. Uh, titled podcast fixing problems will never end yeah. thanks for listening and remember subscribe to brown on brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found